This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Remember, check out AMI-audio right from your TV. SaskTel customers, guys, look for us on channel 555 and Shaw Cable, channel 825. Visit AMI.ca slash audio for a list of channel locations in your area. Brock Richardson's with me. I'm Kelly McDonald. It's time to check in with our regional content development specialist. Today, we venture all the way to Vancouver and we chat with Sylvie Forget. Sylvie, how are you? Hi, Brock. Um, happy to be here with you and Kelly on this very important milestone mm-hmm. of Kelly & Co. I'm doing great. Awesome. Yes, we are. Uh, it's a pleasure to be joined by all the people we get to be joined by as they were a part of the journey we got to be on. You included into that. You've got well, two. And, and Sylvie and I can mess around here because in the sense of Six years, one month and a half, that sounds young, okay? But for Sylvie and I, being the longtime employees of the company, if we sit here and say 1,462 episodes, that number's a lot bigger than the years we've been here. Makes us sound young. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds so momentous, and thank you, Sylvie. Well, congratulations. It's been a ride and quite exciting for the next chapter, Kelly. Yeah, I think it's it's wonderful to be able to put it that way. And and like I said at the top of the show, I think the trickiest is, folks, we're, we're, we're moving forward. You're with us. Things stay the same. As much as, as I said a while ago, things change. They shall stay the same. They will for sure. Um, but Lots of um, exciting opportunities and um, on TV as well. So congratulations. You've uh, brought two good topics, but the first one is that the BC provincial government announced new funding to support those who are blind and or partially sighted with access to employment uh, program. Fill us in on the details. I love this. Yeah, Brock, this is a real great news story or a really good um, opportunity here for people to listen to this. In Canada, the unemployment rate for people who are legally blind is three times the national rate due to systemic societal and attitudinal barriers. So as BC pushes forward building the province's accessible act, the government is awarding the CNIB with a $2.5 million grant to expand its employment programs dedicated to blind and partially sighted people living in this region. The Secretary for Accessibility stated, we're working with valued community partners like CNIB to support people with disabilities and to break down longstanding barriers to employment. And the CNIB's provincial director commented that this important investment will help CNIB expand its Come to Work program to ensure people who are blind or partially sighted have the necessary skills to transition into the world of work. Yeah, I think um, the the thing when we look at uh, unemployment rates, especially for those who are blind uh, and partially sighted, it's it's almost sort of scary to think that that number is where it is. And and you know, uh, you know, we always talk about it being that 
these individuals, as anyone, deserve employment too. But in order to help expand uh, resources and abilities, you need money uh, to make these initiatives and to help CNIB sort of grow and, and help with this, it's it's helpful. And I it's good to see that um, th- this investment is being made because, again, I think everybody deserves employment and employment opportunities because I, for one, Sylvie, hate the, oh, because you, you, you're blind or, or low vision, you are a liability. I, I just think that is the easiest answer and it's the cop-out answer when we all have the same skills just like anybody else. And so I love this totally. Absolutely. And, you know, the the fear of, oh, no, I'm going to have to ha- make too many accommodations for this individual due to partial sightedness or being blind. It is a cop out. It just there really isn't that much you're going to have to do. There may be some things, but it's minimal the investment on what the return is going to be to you. So over the next three years, the provincial investment will assist job seekers who are living with, um, who are blind or partially sighted, prepare for employment with supports through the job readiness workshops available and um, training. And then the CNIB will engage with employers to help dispel common myths about hiring people living with uh, sight loss and to open the doors to this pool of educated and motivated job seekers. And then a very important target will be matching job seekers with mentors from all employment sectors following their pre-employment skills training. The other thing too that you don't want to see necessarily with this and, and some of this can be you know helped with some of the people that are going to be in the jobs supporting through the process because we don't want to be the the poster individual of like, look who we hired. We hired this individual who's blind and partially sighted, and the thing we see them do is is you know uh, the the minute jobs. You want to see somebody there for their skill and for their talent versus look what we did. We painted. We got this big giant poster that you know goes from ceiling to floor, and we don't want to see that either. So it's a it's a fine line we have to walk, Sylvie, with with this kind of thing. So. This is a great investment for sure. Yeah, so true. Um, don't want that tokenism or this is like, as you said, poster child. It That's completely defeating the purpose of um, getting skilled, uh, talent, talented individuals into the right fit or the right employment opportunities. So very, very important. Yeah, I love the idea of also... If one employer learns about it, let's take some of that money, spread the word. So employers have a reason to be educated over the subject matter. We're all, I think that becomes, if we can get in the door, get into the office and have them listen to the first few things we talk about instead of, I've got this blind person here, what am I going to do with them? And that's not an issue because, well, I'm aware lots of blind people have full education, uh, could qualify for this job and could work where we have people knowing this applies to me, my company, because I know there are people out there, low vision blind, looking for work and who study in this field or why shouldn't they be able to? I think it's that education thing that has to come at people without being a hammer or only at the moment of, oh, I have an opportunity. What, what can I find online about this? So uh, really wonderful to see money being set out and recognizing how in jeopardy this community of people are because of the unemployment. Uh, let's switch to Christmas a little bit here. 
a northern BC college has been transformed into a winter wonderland of Christmas trees, Sylvie. And one particular tree stands out. Sylvie, tell us why. Yes, so the College of New Caledonia in northern BC, Prince George, the college has a gathering place and annually they hold a festive Christmas tree display. And there's one tree that really stands out from the others for its powerful message. So a group of students chose to forego the traditional evergreen in order to create their invisible tree, which is designed to raise awareness for those living with invisible disabilities. Students collaborated with instructors to create the spiral design with precise measurements and teamwork and commitment to perfection. I'll try to describe this. It's really wonderful. The stunning spiral display features 80 red and gold ornaments suspended by fishing line to create the invisible effect completed by an illuminated star at the top of the tree. The base of the display features a statue with ribbons cascading out of its head. Each ribbon represents the invisible barriers people may face, including depression, autism, hearing loss, and learning disabilities. What an incredible piece of art, and that's what it darn well is, um, with a with an incredible message, Sylvie. And I think when people are creating stuff and, and, um, and I don't know if it's a better effect because of the time of year or when you associate it, maybe let's take it away from Christmas with, with, um, some kind of a festive, festive thing to say, this is an example. This is a work of art. This speaks to the the season, the event, whatever, uh, in a way that people say, look how beautiful and I get those ties you're showing me, those hidden, those invisible barriers that are put out there. It makes sense. I don't know if it helps us learn it more or just feel more comfortable with taking that in and saying, yeah, I get your point. Yeah, the awareness piece again, Kelly, is sometimes it's just by being present in that environment or hearing about this and then reading further to understand that these particular students want to break down the barriers and have that awareness and um, opportunity to share that important message. You're not alone. And this is, we, we see you, this is, this is something where, we're going to work to create this beautiful piece of art with meaning. We all know that we have to be in the right frame of mind to take anything in, ready to do so. And, and whether we're distracted or busy and, and, and just can't, that right moment comes. And sometimes it comes at, at a time of the year where you're most open to suggestion, to hear things because your heart is more open. And Sylvia, I think that this is a great example of that. What a wonderful, what a wonderful tree to to describe to us. Thank you for that description too, by the way. No problem at all, Kelly. I'm, I'm very pleased. I just quickly, a nod to this program. It, it for, it's called the job education training program or JET for short. And again, it's a program helping students with barriers, increase their employable skills for over 35 years. They've been building relationships with businesses, classroom preparation and um, placements within the community for these students. So very, very good program in the North that's bringing awareness um, 
to invisible disabilities and others. Sylvie, uh, thank you so much for this uh, great stuff, but also uh, thank you so much for all of your contributions to this program and the Regional Content Development Specialist in general. You guys do a lot of great work and we appreciate it. Thanks so much for that, Brock. I really, um, again, um, just want to say what a fantastic program. I'm really looking forward to Kelly and Ramia in the new year, and I urge everybody to tune in and watch. It's going to be great. Yes, I agree. Thank you so much, Sylvie. We appreciate it. That was Sylvie Fouquet, who is our Regional Content Development Specialist from Vancouver. One more hour of Kelly and Company ahead, ladies and gentlemen. There have been over 3 billion checkouts from the Overdrive Library since 2010. Ryan Hui will tell us more about the platform. Uh, we've got the uh, chatty bookshelf, uh, which he'll have all that info for us later on. We recap and comment on a few segments from the past week on Cut for Time. But up next, Margaret Weldon returns with the Friday Buzz. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider.